Welcome to DLS Central. Damon is in the house and we're talking Super Bowl. The LA Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals in what should be a pretty entertaining Super Bowl. I, I don't expect this to be a low scoring affair. Um, mainly because of the offensive uh, firepower of both teams. They're both four seeds. And I wonder uh, what what are the odds that this has happened where you got two four seeds playing in the Super Bowl. Um, but the the Rams, we expected to be here, but the Bengals, not so much. Um, but again, let's let's look back at how we got here. I mean, when we when you look at the journey from like the playoffs to where we are now. You look at that wild card, and again, you know the Bengals—they make the playoffs, uh, but you know, but they they kind of limp in because they they lose to to my Browns in Week 18. Um, they barely get past the Chiefs. That was a great game. Uh, they, they get past the Chiefs, and you know, in Week 17. Then when you look at the Bengals in Week 16, they actually had a pretty good showing against the Ravens. So they 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 came in with some with some great firepower. Uh, Browns kind of tripped them up a little bit, um, but then when they, when they get to the playoffs, they're playing the Raiders. It could go either way. I mean, the, with the Raiders, they were they were lucky to get in themselves. Um, and to me, that's a testament to to the team, to those players, um, like for their ability to, to rebound and, and and remain focused because they lost their coach. They lost two uh, players that they actually were that, uh, that were valuable. And so (laughs) it's like, they, it didn't look great for them, but they battled and, and, you know, they were able to get the fifth seed. So Bengals Raiders, both teams had high offenses and, you know, there. I actually felt like the Raiders that the Raiders were were slightly uh, better, but Bengals they they pulled it out in a tough one, a twenty six to nineteen, and so you're like, oh, okay, uh, but they're not gonna get past the Titans, and they get past the Titans in one of the craziest games ever. Uh, both teams had you know could have gave it away tons of times, but they get past the Titans with Derrick Henry back and they got Julio and everybody so but Tannehill just T- Tannehill just ruined the bed <laughs> on that one that to me that that was his fault uh, why they lost that and just the defense just lapsed uh, on them so they were able to pull out that win by three and then they go to the conference championships like surely they're not going to beat the Chiefs yeah they could they're they're not pushovers but Chiefs are going to roll no, they beat the Chiefs in probably one of the greatest playoff games in NFL history. I mean, that game was awesome. You're talking about an overtime situation where you don't know what's going to happen. Chiefs get the ball in overtime, and it was like it looks like another situation how of where the Chiefs were against the Bills in the division round uh, because that was another awesome, got to be one of the best playoff games in, in NFL history. Um, 
and, and just a terrible collapse by Buffalo. It's like the the when you think about that game, it, you, you'll probably call it the twelve second. No, what's that? I want to say the either the I want to say the thirteen second game. When you think about that. They they come off of that and then they get OT again because they scored a touchdown to win that one and they get OT again. You're thinking, oh, okay, they're gonna just run down. They get the they get the coin flip in their favor. It's gonna march down and score on the Bengals too because uh, the Bengals defense isn't that much better than Buffalo's, right? Um, but they're able to figure out how to stop them and then they come they come down and they get the field goal and next thing you know. They win this game. Like they're going to the Super Bowl. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. You talking about us? Uh, they, the the Cincinnati Bengals are the definition of the of the Cinderella team. They just they are, uh, and they're they're also very uh, New York Giants e those 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 two Super Bowls that the Giants won against the Patriots. When you look at their seasons, it was very uh, they they were road warriors. They won all of their road games. You didn't think they were gonna last, but they just they somehow kept hanging kept hanging on and figure out a way to win these games. And then next thing you know. They're they're in the they're in the Super Bowl and they figure out a way to beat the Patriots and so this team is very very and they they have and they had weapons they had wide receivers that were dangerous and you had a, a competent you had a competent Eli I mean Eli when he when it's like he led this team and it was something where that Giants team I I think that those those teams are some of the best Giants teams because. They were dangerous, and it, but they were sleep it, because their name is the Giants. You you could also say that they're sleeping Giants, uh, because when you look at how those see how the regular seasons went for them, it was kind of uneventful. You know, they lost games they shouldn't have. It didn't look like it. There are some points where it didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs, but then they get in and. It's just they because they had something to play for. They make they 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 surged late in the season, earned the spot, and then just took everybody down on the road. So to me, the Bengals are just like those Giants, and and because of that, the Rams have to take them seriously, which I believe they will, because uh, especially when you when you look at the Rams. They've got a lot to prove. Um, this this Rams team, they're they're built for championship, uh, you know, contention. So it, it's not it. No one is is super surprised that the Rams are in this position because they're they were one of the favorites uh, to make the Super Bowl, especially when you look at the weapons. That they have on both sides of the ball, um, the Rams they they took out the Cardinals. Cardinals they started out really strong and then they just <laughs> they cratered. I mean injuries just really took them out. Um, and Kyler Murray wasn't the same, you know, uh, going forward either. So well, it'll be interesting to see what Kyler we get uh, next football season, especially considering the fact that he just scrubbed. All of the Cardinals pictures and things off of his social media account. It's like I don't know what that's about, but we're gonna find out something soon. It's just 
we he may try to force his way to a different team. Uh, but when it comes to the wild card, Rams took care of business against the Cardinals. Um, and then when they moved on to the to the divisional round, they played a game, Tom Brady and the Bucks. I mean, it, at first it looked like the Rams were going to run away with it, but then Brady was like, watch this, and stormed all the way back to tie the game. But after that tie, Tom, I mean, not Tom, Matthew Stafford proved once and for all that he is a valuable quarterback, that he, that he can win big games. And that's, been the knock on him, uh, especially in his years in Detroit, is that he, he had situations, he had opportunities to win. He just couldn't do it. For some reason or another, he just couldn't will uh, the team to win. He couldn't lead them. Uh, but in, th- in that sequence, he proved that he could that he could go up a level, um, and he were, was able to get them out of the divisional round and get them into the NFC Championship game. Uh, beats Tom Brady. Of course, Brady retires uh, after that game, and you know that was that was an awesome game. And then they play the the Niners in the NFC Championship game, and they don't look great. They don't look great, and uh, the Niners are trying to give the game away, but they they jumped out to about a ten point lead. The Rams are like, wait a minute, and they just Aaron Donald got his guys together. And I'm uh, pretty sure Stafford kind of knocked himself out of his malaise, and they stormed back and won the game by three. Uh, a lot of field goal wins in these playoffs. Um, it was very thrilling. I think NFL fans, uh, as much as they probably loathe the regular season, they really enjoyed this uh, this playoff um, season of, of, of games. And so now we're in the Super Bowl, and – it's gonna be exciting to watch, um, and I I think that even for the casual fan, which is you know what what you usually get with the Super Bowl, I believe that they're they'll be into it and they'll be entertained. And if you're a football fan, you're you're happy for the Bengals because you never would have thought that they'd be in this position. Um, but also for the Rams, you're you're happy for them because. So many of those guys are in need of of a of a Super Bowl of the vindication that a Super Bowl would, would, would provide for them. You you legit is like you you solidify so many legacies. You solidify the legacy of Matthew Stafford. You solidify the legacy of Odell Beckham Jr. You solidify the legacy of Von Miller and of, of course Aaron Donald. Um, there's there's so many things that you do and you. You almost kind of crown Cooper Cup as uh, if, if the Rams win, you crown Cooper Cup as the best wide receiver in the league, um, and it, as well as him being championship caliber. So there's a lot of there's a lot of narratives, a lot of stories. Um, and when we come back, we're we're going to talk about cases, uh, making the case for uh, both the Rams and the Bengals to win the Super Bowl.
Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. Okay, we are making the case for both teams. Uh, to to win the Super Bowl. So, if you're Cincinnati, um, they're they they have a good chance of winning, uh, especially uh, if they can they can get protection uh, for Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, that offensive line is probably their weak link um, in with with their team. They're it's like they're not really great at protecting him. And Burrow, he's he's taking a lot of hits. Um, it, when you when you think about things, he's he he's been blasted, and um, but he was able when you look at the playoffs, he was able to to fight through a lot of those things. So if he if they can give him time, <laughs> especially against that that venomous pass rush that that they have, then he can actually do some damage. Uh, because I mean, with Jamar Chase. The, uh, the who was actually at the NFL honor ceremony, uh, he was awarded offensive rookie of the year. The man is is electric. He he's dynamic. He he's an awesome wide receiver. And again, this this is uh, this championship. I feel like is going to decide once and for all who's the best wide receiver in the in the league, um, because both teams have. Uh, you know, arguably the the best one, and so a a win for for Jamar Chase would crown him. That that would give him that title. Um, but they've got a good they've got a good slate of receivers. Um, and then of course Joe Mixon. If if Mixon is able to get to 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 really find some good running lanes and really do some damage and carve up the the uh, the Rams, it's it's going to be tough. And I think that's what that's probably Cincinnati's best bet of being able to slow down the pass rush. They're going to have to establish the run early, um, so that the the Rams have to be have to uh, to have to remain honest. Because if they just come out trying to pass a lot, then the I, I feel like Burrow's going to have a hard time dealing with that pass rush, especially with the coverages that they'll try to. Uh, that they'll try to to throw at them, and so in the type of blitzes that they'll do. But if they run the ball, if Mixon is able to actually do some damage, 
that opens up a variety of things. And more importantly, it will give Burrow time to make the connections that he needs to make. So that to me, that's the bank. And they, they have a they have a pretty a pretty good defense too. I I, I still don't want to say that they're world beaters on defense, but they know how to play and they they make it a game. They're physical, they're tough, and it's not going to be easy going up against that defense. If for them to be able to 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 hold off Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill to be to be able to about to to, to corral them and, and and stop them, to me you, you have to look at at them as being capable uh, to to slow down the Rams as well. Once they if they're able to figure out what they're trying to do and and play on their level, and so the Bengals can win this game. It's not that the Rams are are, are uh, great. After you get past their uh, their their pass defense, they can be carved up. And when you look at the season as well as the playoffs, the Rams haven't necessarily been pristine from a defensive standpoint. They've they've had lapses. And again, in that 49ers game, if they don't storm back, we're we're talking about the 49ers against the Bengals in a rematch of 1988, where you know they faced Joe Montana. But it's like the Rams, they they woke up from whatever stupor they were in <laughs> and battled back. And, and that's the I think that's going to be in the Bengals' favor if the Rams have another mental lapse because Burrow's going to continue to to turn up the heat. He's he he's Joey Burr for a reason. He he's not going to 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 falter under the pressure. And I believe if he has the advantage. He's not going to settle. He's not going to get conservative. He's going to continue to step on the gas and go. And if the if the Rams get into it, if the Rams play the game like they like they have a switch that they can turn on at any time, I believe that the Bengals will cut the power to where that switch won't work. So that is the case for the Bengals. Now, the case for the Rams to me is easier because. Again, they 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 they're balanced on both sides of the ball. They have they have great guys. Um, they have tons of weapons, especially offensively. I mean, when you look at at what they have at their disposal, of course you got Matthew Stafford. Um, I I like Acres uh, and Sony Michelle. Uh, they're not like super awesome from a running back, but they're 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 great. They're serviceable, and, and as a team, as a tandem. They can do some damage. Of course, their 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 firepower is going to be their receivers, uh, primarily between Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I feel like in in the Super Bowl setup, Higby is is going to be probably um, like a wild card because again, you have to spend so much. You you have to give so much attention uh, to Cooper Cup and Beckham that it, it, Higby's going to be open, <laughs> he, he or or at least he's he's going to be single cover. Nobody's going to to double Higby, and if he can play up, if he can catch, I don't see how you stop 
I don't see how you stop the Rams if that's the case, because because that's really what you need. Um, if you got two big time wide receivers at wide receiver one, wide receiver two, if you make your wide receiver three uh, the the focal point of the passing game, and if they can deliver and catch uh, some 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 tough some tough passes, then that really nullifies the defensive. You know, uh, attack from a from a um, a a pass coverage perspective because you can do anything, and then especially if you get your fourth wide receiver involved or your tight end, then you're really doing some damage. So, to me, is it, is going to be more important for the Rams to spread the ball when it comes to a passing attack? I mean, you definitely want to try cup. Definitely want to try Beckham um, just to just to test to see what you know what the defense is reacting to. But my thing is you can you can really blow their defense wide open if if your wide receiver if your third and fourth receivers are able to be or your uh you know your one of your your wide receivers or and your tight end are are able to 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 step up and catch some balls. There's no defense for that, um, and then on defense, that this the the team that they have is just brutal. <laughs> and we even talked about. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's a great defender in his own right, so it's not like um, it is going to be interesting to see if if Ramsey can shut down Jamar Chase because if he can, Bengals have. Uh, even like their their odds of winning this is is lower, um, mainly because uh, so sometimes really elite defensive backs they is they they take away your best weapon and you have to figure out how to win without that weapon. And of course, you know that they're probably going to try to they're probably going to be doubling Chase anyway. So it's going to be on Burrow to to really. Um, make some some great passes, uh, not like not make turnovers, not turn the ball over, not throw bad interceptions, but make good reads and progressions. And but with the with the pass rush that the Rams have, I just I don't know how much time he's going to have. Um, and they're they're so strong. I just I, I feel like that Bengals offensive line is going to get beat up so taste for the rams is again they, they've just got so much talent um and they all have and so many of them have something to prove uh the one thing that they're missing is a championship and that's what they have in common i mean beckham has has such a a following uh to him you know he he's he's so he he's got a lore about him already based on his exploits, especially with the Giants um, and his spectacular catches. But his career is solidified with a ring, and and the same. I mean, Von Miller already has a ring, um, but Aaron Donald does not have a ring. And for all of his accomplishments from a defensive side of things, he has no Super Bowl, so that's what he's chasing. And of course. The biggest storyline is Stafford, because it's not like Stafford again is a terrible quarterback. It's just he had he's had to th- this this playoff series has has helped him prove that he 
his ceiling is higher than we initially thought it was that he can be uh, a top quarterback in the NFL. So if he's able to grab that championship and hoist it high uh, because of a victory, then that puts him into a different conversation um, that, that silences his critics um, that said, oh, he just can't win the big one. Well, now you can't say that because he would have won. He would have, have solidified his legacy. And more importantly, I, I feel like he would have guaranteed himself a Hall of Fame spot. Um, and so because he, he puts up good numbers, he's, he's a he, he's a solid quarterback. So I think that that puts again, that puts him into a different conversation. So that's the case for the Rams. Their their team, when you look at it on paper and how they and and how things um, are set up, it favors the Rams. I mean, they're they're built for a championship. You can't really say that about the Bengals. I felt like the Bengals were maybe like a year or two or maybe even three away, but the Bengals they they overachieved. <laughs> so they're kind of playing with house money. They don't have anything really to lose. Um, no one, I, I, not too many people expect them to win. It's different. We we expect the Rams to win. We we look at the Rams like you better win, um, especially because you. It's hard to get back to the Super Bowl. It's 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 really hard to climb up that mountain, especially when you failed. As Cam Newton, as Matt uh, Matt Ryan, um, you just it, it's tough. And you know, ask those ask the Raiders, you know, when they when they when they got to the Super Bowl and just couldn't do anything. It it's, it it takes a toll on you. And for the Rams, this may be. They they're just like their window is smaller than the than the Bengals window is. So for the Rams, they need it now. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> I, I I think about the movie Macbeth, uh, the Denzel Washington version of it, the one that just came out, mainly because they they he's playing an older Macbeth to where this is is not just uh, this is my shot, but this may be my this is more likely my last shot at the crown. And for the Rams, they have to to start looking at this like, hey, you know, we may not have too many cracks at this because we're, we we had a really good year. A lot of things worked out in your favor. You, you can't count on the same role being available to you the next year, especially with uh, guys on your team not necessarily being super young. So pressure's on them to win. They're built for a championship. They're expected to win. Bengals, if they, if they don't win, nobody's going to hold it against them. Nobody's going to really dog them. You know, and, and in some cases, people expect them not only to lose but to get blown out um, just because, again, we didn't expect them to get this far. I, I thought they were going to lose in the wild card game, uh, you know, let alone beat Tennessee and Kansas City uh, the way they did. So, They've got nothing to lose. Rams, on the other hand, have everything to lose, which is why, uh, you know, to me, there that's that's the difference between the two, and that is the case to be made for both teams. And so, if I'm going to pick, 
if I was to make a pick for uh, who's going to win, I'm going Rams. That's right. That's my pick. I'm going with the L.A. Rams because, again, Rams have the better team. Um, again, they and they have a built-in motivation. They they don't just want to win; they need to win. Uh, there's going to be more uh, scrutiny on them if they lose this game because, again, you've you, you've got all that firepower. But if it fizzles out in the Super Bowl, then it, it affects how they're remembered as as a team. And when you think about the 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 legacies of the of the athletes, you know, of Odell Beckham Jr., of a Matthew Stafford, of an Aaron Donald, um, to 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 not accomplish the main goal of being a championship, you they there's a um, you have to put a but as it relates to their careers. There's certain conversations that you can't put them in, um, and it will be their own fault if they can't beat the Bengals. So I'm going Rams is going to be a great game. I think I'll be happy whoever wins, but the Rams have to win. They can't afford to lose Bengals. Hey, they, they play with house money, <laughs> nothing to lose. I feel like the Bengals, uh, they, they should be the ones. And because they have nothing to lose, to me, the Bengals should be the ones on the attack. They should be the ones that uh, that that come out on the offensive and try to throw the kitchen sink at the Rams because, again, they weren't supposed to be here anyway. So why not go all, all out? And I feel like if they do that, the even though I picked the Rams, the Rams could be in trouble um, because uh, they're, they're, they do have some suspectness in them. But I expect the Rams to win. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about Tom Brady retiring. And, of course, the Brian Flores lawsuit. Not going to go too deep into it, but just provide my thoughts on the main crux of it. Hi, everybody. Damon here. And I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon versus Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. Tom Brady has retired. I mean, and of course, there's 
he uh he did kind of leave the door open a crack by saying um by by saying that uh you never say never but I I think he's not coming back. To me, it's just, just go out on top. There's nothing more that you need to prove, and it, he he's had such a great career. Um, I it would bother me if he decided to no on second thought. I'm not done. It's like just 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 let your career be <laughs> what it is. No, nothing to prove. Nothing, nothing needed to prove. Just, just allow your career to end so that we can we can respect what you did. Uh, I think one of the the when we saw Jordan come back, yes, he could still play, but it wasn't the same. He he wasn't the same. Um, the he wasn't the same. Michael Jordan, uh, because again, he was older. And so when you look at, when you look at Tom Brady, yes, he was 44. He, he, he retired at 44. He was still playing at an elite level, but at the same time, it's like 44 and 24, 44 and 34. You had a great career. I mean, and you went out in a thriller too. So just, allow people to remember you um for the career that you had for the competitor that you were and and enjoy the next phase of your life and but I feel like it's hard because as an athlete especially when you're an accomplished athlete like a Tom Brady you and, and you you spent so much of your life doing this like he's he's been playing football since he was the, probably like a, a a young kid so it's just you're th- this is what you grew up in this is this is a big chunk of this is pretty much the you know the the a big chunk of your adulthood um you know half your life is on the football field in locker rooms in the in the coaching rooms and now to for it to be over what do you do now? It's like, who, who am I now? Um, and it's an identity thing. And I think some athletes, they can, they can transition well and, and, and Rick and, and, and find a new pathway for themselves and, and, and start a, a, um, a new chapter in their life where as for others, they're because they affix their identity to what they did in their particular sport or whatever brought them success to, to be absent from that. They don't know who they are and they don't want to be something other, someone other than who they were. And then that's why you see some come back and they stay too long and they become a shell of themselves. And you can't, it is, it is hard to appreciate their career because of them staying too too long you just you feel bad <laughs> for them rather than um being like appreciative for what they brought to things um so i i get what he's saying never say never but i i wish he would leave it at no i'm done 
<laughs> uh, but, you know, because again, he, he the man, he, he's won more Super Bowls than anybody in NFL history. I do not think that anybody is going to, to um, at least while I'm alive, I don't believe that anybody is going to to surpass his his accomplishments uh, because the degree of difficulty is extremely high. I mean, and in order to do what he's done, you you he you have to be blessed also with the health to be able to do that. I mean, Brady. One thing that you can also say he doesn't he doesn't accomplish the things that he's accomplished if he didn't take really good care of his health. I mean, yes, he missed a he missed a couple of seasons. Um, you know, like he missed that one season when he got really hurt and it just he's he's had his his trials, but they've never been debilitating to the point where he's he couldn't be Tom Brady. And I think that's and because he has taken care of himself so well and and learned how to to extend his career as a quarterback, you just you have to commend that. It and it's is also just gonna be really difficult to duplicate that. Um because again, it's a football is a tough sport and your your um your your career lifespan in football isn't that big because of the violent nature of it. So Brady, I feel like he is a uh he is a unicorn in, in this particular sense. And you can look at LeBron James the same way. It's like he's he's taking care of his body so well up until this point to where now he can, you know, and, and because he's played at a high level, now he can surpass Kareem in points. Um, now he can break all these records um, that are really going to be hard-pressed to, to be broken um, because of, the the production the output and the and and uh the health uh standards that he's that he holds himself to so you look at Brady it's the same way i mean again he went on he went out thrilling audiences putting up mvp caliber numbers of course Aaron Rodgers wins the mvp i believe this is his fourth one but i think Tom Brady would have probably been a better MVP because his his stats are more uh, like what he brought to the Buccaneers is just something that I don't think any QB can can really match, and he he really turned the team around. So hats off to Tom Brady, and he he definitely was uh, probably the best quarterback to to ever play the position. And he's proved it on so many stages. So, uh, you know, I, I really am thankful to to be as a fan to be able to watch him play and to see him do so many to create so many moments and, and have so many uh, comebacks and, and so many thrills. I mean, his his career is just you, you couldn't write it any better. I mean, you know, Lord bless that man's career. So uh, hats off to him and. I wish him well in his next endeavor. Now, when we talk about move, we're gonna move on from Tom Brady from the from uh, appreciating his retirement to talking about the Brian Flores case. So, I mean, Flores, 
And you, I, I, I really commend what he's doing. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to go against the NFL by yourself because that, that's what's happening. Like, I know there's a, um, we, we hope that more people will, will sign on to, to this suit, to this lawsuit, um, so that he can have some support because it is something that's going on. Uh, whether we, whether there's proof of it, is is a uh, another matter entirely, especially when you look at what he said about um, the owner um, trying to to pay him, offering to pay him to to tank games. If that's the case, I echo what everybody else said. Hey, you if, if the owner is doing that, you can't be an owner in the NFL. You can't be an owner in any sport um, because again, that's that that his compromising the integrity of the game. Yes, you want to get picks, but you shouldn't be trying to pay your your coach <laughs> and bribe your coach into to tanking and losing just so you can get a pick. Um and the foolishness of that is yeah, you might get the number 1 pick, but it's not a guarantee that the number 1 pick will pan out. Um it's it's is really not you you have so many we have so many examples of the number one pick not being all it was cracked up to be and now you're in a situation where you've made all these all these these moves and you you broke up your team a little bit just to get this pick and then it's not and then the guy you get isn't who you thought they were they were because again when you look at what the draft does yes the draft gives you the the best young talent young talent in the in uh in the NCAA but having success on the college level does not guarantee success at, at the pro level and for some, their ceiling is college, but then they, when they get to the NFL, they they they're lost. They don't know what to do because the speed is different. Um, just the the how processing of information, um, it like the the uh the way you process information at the pro level is totally different than how you process it at the collegiate level, and many crumble. Uh, under the weight of that pressure, under the weight of being the number one pick, as well as having to um, to to lead a a team of of men uh, on a on f- with that generally, if you're the number one pick, the team doesn't have a great record, so you're you've got to pull them out of the mud in a sense. And not every quarterback has the strength and the the mental fortitude. To be able to do that, it's asking a lot. So, it to to and then when you talk about owners trying to trying to tank and 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 I'm going to deliberately pay you to be bad if that's true, then he's got to go. Um, and I think for Flores, certain things, even if he loses, he wins because. He was able to spark a discussion about, hey, we we do have a problem when it comes to diversity in the NFL. And as a black man, <laughs> one of the things that I can honestly say is it's not that, you know, that that, um, you know, 
we're asking for a handout. It's not that we, oh, you know, can't nobody else get the position with the black people. You know, no, that's not what what this is about. That's never been what it's about. It's just about being truly considered and taken seriously um, in these positions. And I do believe that that Flores uh, wasn't taken seriously when it comes to these interviews, um, which he called them sham interviews, where it's like because of the Rooney rule. It, it's it's token. It's it's a matter of formality rather than you genuinely considering me for this position, and you generally know want to know where what my coaching philosophy is uh, on both sides of the ball. There's there are plenty of African American candidates for for a coach that are qualified. That have that have uh you know paid their dues that have worked their way up that have an understanding of of what it means to coach um at at a pro level um and and they've they've coordinated defenses they call plays they they've been able to see in certain situations they've been able to coach up guys through the through good times and bad times they're qualified and they deserve a legitimate opportunity at the position does it mean that you know that that every coach in the nfl should be black no that's not what we're saying (laughs) but it shouldn't be just we there's 32 nfl teams there shouldn't just be one black guy that that's coaching the nfl team and if this lawsuit hadn't gone forth there would have been no african-american coaches hired uh in this coaching carousel and yeah, we would have just been had had Mike Tomlin again at in Pittsburgh, and that's not right. That's not that's not indicative of of the the um, the percentage, the ratio of African American players versus the the coaching staff and the you know especially when you look at ownership and executive positions, the it, it's really rough. So. If if the majority of of the players are black, then we should be, we should be able to see at least more black coaches in there um, to to help there be a bigger representation. And and again, it's not that they're not qualified. Give them the same opportunity that you would give to any other um, guy. Um, it shouldn't. I, we as much as people like to say, oh, it's not a race thing. It is. Race matters. <laughs> it it matters. We 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 may want to ignore the fact that it matters, but it matters. And it is not just in sports, but it's it's in a lot of 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 uh, avenues when it comes to you know business or or politics. It matters, and a lot of times, the reason why it matters is because there's been discrimination behind it. Uh, when we look at the whole concept of uh, many parts of our history, there's been, and not just from American history, but just from world history, um, you can see that there that there have been racial prejudices and biases that have led to the oppression of people, um, the extermination of people, and those things matter. They 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 are 
it, it's a sinful thing. That That's pretty much what racism is. I mean, when you look at racism and prejudice and everything, it's all sin. Um, and you can't you can't just sweep that under the rug. It, it matters. Representation matters. And it's not that, you know, a, a, that we're talking bad about, you know, uh, white coaches or it's like well, there should be. There, there are tons of qualified white coaches, but it's like, but there, the that doesn't mean that that the only guys that are capable of actually running a successful football franchise are white. Give some black guys a chance. Give some, give some, uh, some Chinese and Korean and Japanese and you know Taiwanese guys a chance. Give some Latinos a chance. Give some poor. It's like give, give. It it should be everybody should be able to be taken seriously, um, regardless of their race. Um, it everybody should be given a a fair shake, uh, and it should be looked at based on their qualifications, um, not just and and not and there should be a bias based on um, their capabilities. And so, give people a fair shake. Don't let people feel like these interviews are just for for formality uh, just for show just so you can say uh that hey we we interviewed a black guy so get off our back no <laughs> take them seriously and seriously think about how they fit um and understand that that many of our you know as a black man many of our black men are qualified for these positions cuz again when you look back in the history there was talk of that, oh, you know, black guys, you know, didn't have the mental capability to play quarterback or to, to do other sports. So, you know, it's it's not something that um, that we haven't heard before about our mental capabilities. I mean, and, and there have been uh, and as a race, it's like there's been people that have tried to prove it by science that we're inferior for some reason, which is foolish and wrong. But it's happened. <laughs> there are actual writings on this people, and there are people that actually believe this. And while yes, everybody doesn't believe that, and I'm thankful for that. It has held us back. It has played a factor in us being taken seriously when it comes to different industries, and so it does matter. Stop acting like it doesn't. It matters. Whether Flores wins this case or not, there needs to be change. There needs to be a reconsideration. Uh, there needs to be some 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 uh, respect that um, is, is given everybody, not just uh, who you want to be in a position. Um, if a guy interviews for a job, Respect his credentials, regardless of his color, understand his journey, where they came from, um, and truly give them a fair shot. That That's what this is about. That That's what Flores is fighting for. He wants to make sure that every candidate, regardless of their race, um, has a fair has a fair shake, is taken seriously, and it, and that is not just a a a. Uh, you know, a one-sided thing where it's like the only people that can coach are white guys. The only people that can have is they can roles and own teams and all this stuff are white guys. And because when you look at it, the demographics and the history of things, 
that's the optics. That's how it looks. And if we're truly talking about, hey, we want to, you know, we want to get past race and, you know, we want to be representative of, of multiculturalism, then you have to be about it. There has to be visual, optical results um, that that are meaningful or or else it's just lip service. And I think that uh, from a society perspective, society, um, especially African-Americans, we're 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 past the lip service thing. So those are my thoughts on the blind on the Brian Flores case. Um, and again, they're my thoughts. You had to agree with them. <laughs> that's really not the point. Not trying to get anybody to agree. It's just that's just how I feel about it. Um, that the big picture is it's about making sure that when interviews are conducted, that everybody gets a fair shake and that there's true there's a better representation of African Americans, uh, not just um I mean we have that representation on the field, but it should be in the office too. It should be on the sidelines too. Um and not just and that shouldn't stop with African Americans. It should be with Asian Americans, with Latino, uh with you know hey German American you know, any it shouldn't be limited to anybody um it we we have to be a society that is comfortable uh with people from all backgrounds um and so it, it it's it's worth it's something worth doing it, it's it's a greater good do i think that that flores will um is is compromised from a coaching perspective yeah i would like to say that he gets a coaching job but I feel like the odds of him getting hired on as an NFL coach are probably slim because he's going against the league. But stranger things have happened. If he can get a job, if if the Lord will bless him with a job, you know, in spite of of him taking the NFL to task on uh, their representation issues, then it's a super win. Uh, but even if he doesn't ever coach, I think that he'll him doing this will spur positive change because that's what it's about. It's about making effective, positive change. All right. Going to be right back with an NBA rundown. Hey, everybody. Damon here. I've written many books. And one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site. Pick it up, read it to your little ones teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. All right, it's NBA check-in time. 
Uh, that that's the better name for for this. <laughs> that was the name I was going with. I said rundown, but no, it's not a rundown. It's the check in, and so big, huge blockbuster trade. We got that Philly finally got rid of Ben Simmons. They they finally found a way to get Ben to to get Ben Simmons out of Philly, but also get James Harden to Philly, and that that has been the talk for a couple of years. Of, Harden going to Philly, but he ended up in Brooklyn. It didn't work out, and now he's playing with Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons is going to be playing with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, as well as other veteran of you know former past All Stars. So it's going to be interesting to see how both guys play. I think both. Both have to fix their reputations uh, because both of them took a hit. Both guys are similar to the standpoint where they, they forced their way out. They did it differently, but they both forced their way out of their situations. And and Harden looks even worse because, I, and I would say probably barely worse, but Harden, in my view, looks barely worse because this he forced himself out of two teams within a year. I mean, <laughs> he for he started the 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 this the season forcing. I mean, what he he forced his way out of Houston, got himself to uh, to to the uh, to the Nets in the last season, and then this season he forces his way out of Brooklyn just now to go to Philly so it, it's it's a bad look um it's from an integrity standpoint is it, is bad and I know some people are saying oh you know he he should, he he had the right to do that you know you gotta you know it's, it's about what you want it's about doing you no like that it's it's not cool because you, you can't just not play hard you can't just quit on your team um you know, just like that, um, and and not and, and not give them James Harden. You can't do that. So that that's what exactly happened. They, you know, he he left both teams. He wanted to to be in Philly, and he found a way to got to to get there. But now, now that he's there, he's got to show and prove it. He's he's got to come out and and be the James Harden that they that they need him to be, that they expect him to be, that that he burned bridges to be uh, because he burned bridges with two teams. Um, and for, for him to have any redemption in this, it is championship or bust. I mean, they, the, the Sixers should be the favorites that come out of the East because Harden is a walking 30 piece nugget <laughs> every night and then Joel Embiid is playing some of the best basketball that he's played since he's been in the league. I mean, he's just he's super dominant. He looks like a man on the mission. He's he's definitely you know, just bringing he's he definitely helped research uh the the power of the center position and He's a hard guy to stop, especially when he's motivated. So the I think for for the Sixers, as long as Embiid is healthy, then they're the favorites uh, to come out of the East. 
But if he goes down, then I think it, they're in danger because he's still the the uh, the engine that makes the Sixers go. So, but Harden's got to show up now with Ben Simmons. Everybody's saying, "Oh, they got a new big three. It's good as KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons." I'm saying they got a big two <laughs> because we need to see we, we need to see Ben Simmons play. We need to see uh, how he works uh, for them. We need to see if he if he because he sat out so much time. We need to see if, if he can actually still be Ben Simmons, especially if he's touting that you know there's some some um you know mental things going on where you know he's just you know he's going working through counseling if that's the case even if you get him back physically where is he going to be mentally he's got a lot to prove as well he's got to prove that he can be counted on in meaningful games to contribute in crunch time situations and not wilt under the pressure he's He's got to come to the understanding that he, you always have to work on all of your game. Um, is not just working on the things that you want to work on. He, he's got to work on shooting. He's got to work on free throws. He's got to work on uh, situational basketball. Um, it, it can't just be about the athletics and and doing all the flashy things. No, he's he's got to be able to polish up, polish it all up. Uh, when LeBron, you know, lot, you know, was trying to trying to reach championship, you know, aspirations, and even when he fell short, like he 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 took a he took the Hakeem Olajuwon class and learned post game. Uh, it's just he he got with guys and he was always working on his game and trying to improve and get better and adding certain things to his arsenal and polishing this up and polishing that up, uh, trying to be better from the three point line because when he came in. That was the knock on him too. It's just oh he 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 can uh he's a force of nature, but from the three point line, he can't he can't hit anything. So just if he gonna take that, just let him shoot. He you open for a reason. But then he learned how to shoot that three ball and now you gotta respect LeBron uh, because you can't just leave him out there and he'll he'll light it up too. And so you it forces you to 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 um, have to deal with his complete game, which is tough when he starts pulling into his 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 total bag. Um, and the same thing with Giannis. You can see it. Giannis, he, he couldn't shoot at first, but he worked and worked and worked. And not only did he work on his 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 post game, but now he can shoot from beyond the arc a little bit. He he doesn't shoot he, he doesn't shoot at high volume from deep, but he can shoot that now. He's not He's not hesitant to pull up and, and and take a three. So, but guys are working on the game. That that's the difference between guys that have a a long career um, and that can reinvent themselves, and guys that just fizzle out after their athleticism wanes, um, after their their the limits of their game have been reached. After the code has been cracked and it's like, okay, we know exactly what to do against them. The guys that don't continue to develop, they fall by the wayside. And so, Ben, I want to see him play his best ball. I want to see him be the best that he can be. But he's, again, he's got to prove that he 
that that he can actually be you know play again like meaningful minutes not just getting stats up but but have opportunity but but be able to show up in times where you need the team to win and can actually assist with creating wins for the team because that's really what it's about it's about winning um ben simmons is, is a talented guy but if that talent doesn't translate to wins then again it just it it it's telling and both guys have a lot to prove i don't know which one <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 this, this didn't, yeah, both teams, both guys got what they wanted, but they also are very much on the hot seat, both guys. And so now it's time to prove it. You got what you wanted. Now let's see some basketball because that's what people want to see. They want to see the best go up against the best to see who is the best. Um, and if we're talking about, oh, Ben Simmons is a part of the big three, well, hey, you got to prove that. You talk about James Harden, hey, you you want the top 75 and you want that ring? Prove that you want that ring. Go after it. Turn up the to turn turn back into the James Harden that we know. Uh, so that is that. I'm happy for my Cleveland boys. They out here balling. And this, they're going to be a tough out. They're going to make the playoffs, and it's going to be great to see uh, them play. And they just picked up Karis LeVert, and so LeVert's going to add even more firepower to what they already have. They're young and scrappy, uh, just like Hamilton, young, scrappy, and hungry. You know, there they fight tooth and nail, and they're a solid basketball team. Uh, they're they're definitely a sleeper. I I don't think that they'll go deep into the playoffs, but they'll make it a series against whoever they play. Uh, so, but I'm 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 proud of them, and I'm I'm glad that they're relevant without need without LeBron needing to be there. Uh, they they're building a solid nucleus, and I believe that they have a a a identity um, that is tough. Um, that that can that can do things where it's like you don't have to rely just on one guy, uh, but you you have a team of contributors, and those are the type of teams that can defy odds. I mean, when you look at the at the Pistons and the type of team that they had from a historic standpoint, it wasn't just one guy. They all of them understood their role, understood the assignment, and it contributed evenly and equally. To, to get wins and, and championships. And Cleveland has an opportunity to do that same thing. So I want my boys to, to keep balling. Proud of them. And that is the end of the show for today. So I want to thank everybody for listening. And we're going to see what the Super Bowl holds. We're going to see what the rest of this basketball season holds. Uh, we're in All-Star, uh, All-Star weekend coming up. And in Cleveland, so that's cool. Uh, but again, thanks for listening. God bless. Peace out.